Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. We are still in February, so I'm wanting to be mindful of it being Love Month with Valentine's Day. Um, So I want to stick to the love theme. And so today we are joined by special guest, Nicole Haley. She's a relationship and love coach and founder of Nicole Talks Love. Nicole ignites an inner transformation within women to help them navigate the relationship they have with themselves so they can fully embody their femininity confidence and belief that they are worthy of happiness and love whether you are just starting your journey to find love or have been dating unsuccessfully for years or desire to spark desire to spark the passion in your relationship nicole uses her 20 years of counseling and coaching experience to create and facilitate tailor-made programs to help you navigate your love life Oh, I love it. So much love. And it's February love month, let's call it. Um, So thank you so much for being here, Nicole. I met Nicole at um, a retreat a while back. It's almost been, I guess, a couple years now. And I loved what you had to say about relationships. We had like a little fireside chat with the ladies about Mm -hmm. love and relationships. And um, so lots of different questions came up. But um, I really like the perspective you had, like the, from the female and male perspective, I loved. So when I was wanting to do this topic, I was like, yeah, I have to reach out to Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much for being here. And just before we begin, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey and what brought you to doing this work you do? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I love it. Um, so like I said, I was a, a coach and a counselor. Um, so that's my background, but how I really niched into helping women navigate the dating scene was more on my own journey. I was um, early thirties, just turned 30. And I thought I had found the guy, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, eventually it's going to happen for me. I'm going to meet that person. And uh, we had done this road trip together. I was kind of showing him off, like how excited I was. And we get back from this big road trip and we're unpacking the car. And I said, hey, what should we do for dinner? Should we like do takeout? Should we order in? What should we do? And he's like, looks at me. He's like, Nicole, you know what? I think I just want to be your friend. And I was like, what? <laughs> like it caught me so off guard that I became that girl you see in movies that I like threw my stuff on the ground. I kicked his tires. I was like losing my mind because I was like, devastated and it was in that moment that I just felt like what am I doing wrong my girlfriends are getting married they're now having babies and I am here single again like something's not working and I've got enough self-awareness I've got enough insight but what what's the gap and so I was like that's it I laid in bed for a week didn't want to tell anybody and it was kind of this journey of like I need to figure out love relationships 
and men specifically, because there's a piece that I obviously don't get. And so it was through this massive journey of really understanding men, like how they think, why they do what they do, how they commit, what makes them not commit, what makes them cheat, what makes them lose interest. Like I just wanted to know everything because I thought the more I know, the better off I will be. But what I realized along the journey is how much of this was really about myself and the beliefs I had about love and about relationships, even about men was really impacting my experiences. And I had to do some deep dive and some healing and letting go and reshifting what was possible because the patterns were keep showing up. So what I share a lot with my clients is you, as much as you understand men, you have to love yourself. And if you love yourself, but you don't understand men, there's this gap. So you need the bridge, you need both. And so that's where you'll really enrich the relationship. So fast forward, I've been coaching women for years now on understanding men, understanding relationships. I met my fiance on an S escalator um, in like a subway and have been with him for a handful of years. I'm a stepmom to tween, not tween, twin 17-year-old girls now, met them when they were 11. So a lot has happened and, it, and it's the evolution that I find, but it really comes back to that sense of self-love as a woman, but also understanding herself, her needs, her boundaries, and then understanding men and how men communicate in order to create that really rich relationship. Yeah, I love that. And that story, like, obviously, that was probably very hard when you were in it, that breakup story. Um, but a lot came out of that. And mm-hmm. what it's brought, brought you to doing this work today. And I think many women can relate um, that we have our own version of that tire kicking story. So. Right. Yeah, of something, right? That were just like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was so different. And I find a lot of women I work with, tell yourself, are really self-aware. Like they've done a lot of already inner work. Excuse me. So when they can't, when this, something like this happens, it feels so jolting because they are caught off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say just being blindsided. And then it almost leaves you with that fear of getting in another relationship. Cause you're like, I don't want to get blindsided again. Like knowing mm-hmm. how easily that can happen or you can't even see it coming. And then poof. Yeah. Totally. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. And we were talking about this on our first call, that return on investment conversation yeah. where I was like, yes, um, maybe you can explain that a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I joke about like your love life's kind of like um, your CEO of your love life, right? You're in control of it. But I find a lot of my women will be so self-aware, but they've invested a lot of their time into their career, into establishing themselves, their girlfriends, their family, because they can control more of that, especially their career, where I call it your ROI, right? Your return on investment. You can almost guarantee if you work so many hours or make so much decisions, you're going to probably get this or an outcome. But when it comes to our love life, we can do all the right things and there is no guarantee. So a lot of women are like, you know, I don't know if I really want to date. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be in a relationship. You know, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to focus on my career again right now. Like she'll use that as her plan B because it's safer in a sense. There's a lot more sense of control, a lot more reassurance that what she's doing, she'll get something back where love can feel so mysterious and unfair at times that they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, all right. And, or have you ever heard it? Like, I'm so good. I'm ready to date. And they start dating and they're like, oh my gosh, life got so much more complicated. I'm feeling anxious. I have anxiety. I don't know if he's going to text me. He said he would. I don't know if we're, what we are yet. Or, or then you're starting to date and you're like, do I even like him? All that anxiety. She's like, I don't know if I need this. Like it's too much emotion. I'd rather be single, have a lot more certainty and focus on where I feel good. And so they'll they'll be like, maybe single's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
Yeah. So that like that control and just knowing what to expect. And I think that's, that's innately like that human need, right? It goes back to like that fight or flight response. So it's like, we want to know what's going to happen. We want to have control. And then we have to though, accept we don't. (laughs) And especially I guess in the world of love, that's one of those realms where we really have to give up that need or desire to always be in control. Yeah. And I think it's learning that acceptance of being able to control ourselves. Like that's the empowerment, like being able to trust ourselves, lean into what I need. Am I willing to communicate it? Am I willing to be uncomfortable and expressing what I want and not know the outcome? Am I willing to do that? And that discomfort will always be there in some capacity in our lives. It's being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I think as women, we aren't, we aren't very comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? We will plus eight or we'll, we'll be in that people pleasing mode a little bit to make sure everybody else's needs are okay. We can anticipate their discomfort. So we'll adjust ourselves in order for them not to have to do it. And when it comes to relationships, my gosh, then we will really not get our needs met. And so it's knowing how do we get our needs met? How do we speak up and how do we ride that uncertainty with a level of confidence in ourselves? Yeah. Then on that light, like I kind of had a note here to chat about. So like boundaries and communicating our needs, what can you say for women for that? Like maybe that are struggling with that, um, in a relationship, what would you suggest? Yeah, I think in a relationship or even out of relationship, I think the question we have to keep asking ourselves is what do I need in this moment? What am I feeling? And taking that moment, whether you're in the bathroom, giving yourself a moment or you're at night journaling or you're in your car driving, like just start staying curious with yourself. What am I feeling in this moment or in that past moment? What do I need? And how do I give that to myself? Is it that I need to um, speak up? Is it a values being stepped on? Is it um, I'm tolerating something I don't want to? Like just ask yourself, what is it that I'm feeling? And what do I need instead? And am I willing to take that next step? And boundaries are really interesting because there's three types of boundaries. You've got like your porous boundary on one spectrum and then on the other, you have rigid. And then in the middle, you have healthy. So porous is like, we have a boundary, say, say if you want to hear from your man or you're dating a new guy or in a relationship and you want to hear from him regularly, right? Every day you want to check in. And so if he doesn't, you're like, okay, that's okay. He probably was really busy. And then it happens again. You don't hear from it. Oh, you know what? We start making excuses, really what's happening. Or we adjust, oh, maybe I'm being too needy that I'm asking too much for me to hear from him all the time. Or maybe he said he was going to and he didn't. So we just start justifying what we want. So that's a porous boundary where we're, we're changing it to accommodate the other person. Then the rigid boundary over here is like, you said you're going to call, you didn't call, what's wrong? I, I'm upset, you said you would, you're five minutes late. Or you said you would text in the morning, it's now the afternoon, I don't understand. So there's this rigidness right? We were like really strict on it. And then healthy is like, Hey, it feels really good when I hear from you regularly. Um, I'm wondering, I usually hear from you in the morning. It's the afternoon where you're busy, like you're staying curious, but you're still communicating what you want. So maybe if you let me know, you're going to be late, or maybe if it's too much to talk every day, what would work for you? Cause this is what I need. So it's finding that middle. And so I think as women, we tend to go to the two extremes. We're like making adjustments all the time for him, or we're super pissed off and we're now so rigid that there's no breathing room. There's no room for the humanism of mistakes. And so it's learning how to adapt and figuring out what do we need and how do I get that need met? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are staying on track and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, checking in with yourself, you're maybe more inclined to stay in that middle zone versus yeah. going to the extremes. Cause it's sometimes we go to those first and we yeah. do those for too long and then it's hard to bring ourselves yeah. back to that healthy so middle zone. And I think what you're just saying is, is the more we get comfortable in the discomfort, right? Cause if that's the biggest piece, then we're going to be comfortable to keep speaking up and having our needs met. And I think sometimes as women, I find a lot of my clients, they actually don't feel they deserve that. Like, it's almost like she has to give up on something. So it's like, she have a really successful career and maybe an okay relationship, or even in the relationship, she'll have really high passion, great chemistry, but maybe not super emotionally available man, a man that really wants to talk and make sure her needs are getting met, spend quality time with her, or she'll have this really great guy, but no chemistry. Like she feels like she almost has to pick one or the other. Right. And I, what I really help my women is that that doesn't have to be the case. And we're settling when we're choosing one or the other, because a true relationship has all these elements. And so it's believing that it's possible. And I think why we also start giving up on it is we're like, yeah, but our past experiences are showing that it doesn't exist. (laughs) Right. And especially right now, people are like, but Nicole, do you know what's online? Oh my gosh. Like when I swipe right, there's nothing good on there. Like we're where am I going to meet this guy? And you're talking about this high level or, or this guy I'm with isn't so bad. I rather that than be single. And so we make all these compromises. And so it's letting go of a lot of these unconscious beliefs we have to cultivate or draw in what we want. Yes. I know when I'd go online, like recently, I'd be like, well, I'm going dumpster diving. I'm like, no, I have to take that out of my vocabulary. That's horrible. And if I say that, that's all that's going to be there. So um, being optimistic. Yeah. And in order to do that, part of it is like what I do with a lot of my clients is one of the exercises you ladies can do is take your past relationships and put it on a piece of paper, his name, and divide the piece of paper in half. So you have the positive qualities and the negative qualities and start looking at some of the patterns of all your past experiences, because you'll start to learn what are you drawing in? What do you keep attracting, tolerating, or what do you want more of? And from that, you can start uncovering, like, what are your needs? What are your non-negotiables what are your like to haves but aren't a must like they're okay that happens right you start taking inventory and it's the same thing like when you're doing your investments right you're taking inventory of what you have where you value how you want to invest your money what makes you feel good what level of risk you want like it's the same thing but in our love life we don't approach it that way we kind of just put it out and see what happens and then we're surprised that it's not working And we wouldn't do that with our money necessarily, right? You're teaching them about this. And so it's the same idea as like getting really clear on what your needs are and your wants and your must-haves and then letting go of any beliefs that are in the way. Yeah, I love that. And for you to use investment terms for me to understand, it makes so much sense. Well, if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get there? How are we going to, how can I help you get there? So same thing with a relationship, you know what you want and then that's what you can, how you can find what you want. Yeah. And would you say, sometimes I find people are afraid to admit what they want because they don't want to be disappointed. They don't want to put it out there and then not have it happen. So they almost pretend that they're okay with whatever. Like my women can be 10, they're okay with casual or they're okay with friends with benefits, but deep down they want this long-term committed relationship, someone they're compatible with, but they're pretending that this other stuff is okay. When really, if she got honest with herself, she wouldn't want that. So maybe the same thing when it comes to money, like she probably wants something really big or has this options, but she's afraid to admit it, that it would yeah. avoid disappointment. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So many times I'm like women, we won't admit that like we want money. We want wealth. We want to be, it's okay to say, I want to be a millionaire. Like, yes. Like if that's what you want, want that and like embrace it and let's get you there. So you're right. Like Mm -hmm. same thing for love life. So I always just had to look at this like numbers and math. Now you've like opened my mind. Um, Yeah, that's good to hear. So what about like if women have found themselves kind of on that path of like, do you think like they've, you know, do they have to then make a shift? Is it not going to work in their existing relationship if they've kind of already gone there and go, you know, as they're in it and they're reflecting and being like, this isn't actually what I want. Like, is there a possibility to shift um, it? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah, when you're doing that inventory, do it from your past relationships, but then you can also do it in your current relationship and you can start exploring like what would need to change to make this relationship better. And is the person I'm with have the capacity to do it and the willingness? And can we start creating these different conversations around this? And there's some really good videos on it on like intentional conversations and having things come up so you can start bringing up your feelings and bringing up what you want in a way that both parties will hear it. Yeah, because I don't think everything has to be black and white. There's so much gray, but it's really knowing what we need that will make us happy. And a lot of it too, ladies, it comes from us being our, making ourselves happy first, feeling that love first so that our partner is adding to it. It's not making us, it's not validating who we are. We already see our own value. We already love ourselves. We already know what are some of the things that make us feel good, what doesn't make us feel good as opposed to leaving it all to him to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And being strong in that. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked to on the phone when we were chatting about this topic about um, masculine energy, masculine and feminine energy. Can Mm -hmm. we chat a little bit about that and how that comes to play in relationships? Yeah. So you've got this called the polarity and any relationship, whether it's the same sex relationship or not has energy. There's a masculine energy and a feminine energy. Masculine energy is that energy that gets stuff done. It is the doing energy. It's very linear. It's focused. It's very project manager. It's like task oriented strategy, um, very linear where feminine energy is very spontaneous. It's fluid. It's flowing. It's intuition. It's creativity. It's receptivity. It's all about receiving. And I find that, or not that I find, it's necessary to have both those energies. And so when we're dating or in a relationship, if we're a lot in our masculine energy, that doing energy, proving energy, taking charge, and we're looking for a man that will take the lead, plan our dates, plan a vacation for us, um, notice what we need. If we're in that role, that masculine energy, two of the same energies repel there needs to be the polarity. There needs to be the difference. And so how we need to look at that is how do I turn down this masculine energy in my love life and turn up this feminine energy to receive, to allow, to be in this creativity and flow and use the masculine energy in my workplace, maybe managing my um, personal life. But when it comes to my love life, if we're looking for a man to really show up and take the lead, we need to learn how to turn down that energy and turn up the feminine. There's lots of ways to do that. But we'll find is there's a lot of conflict and power struggle when we're not sure how to. (laughs) And there's this proving and who's going to do what and who's taking the lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are some ideas then of ways to do that, to get ourselves there? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. So many women might be working from home or from the office. So they're in your doing energy. And so it's very much like, kind of that bossy energy, like get things done, right? 
And so when you're going to meet your man, or let's say you're going on a date, you, or you're going to go meet your man, or he's coming home, or you're heading home, we need to transition out of that energy. Otherwise, we will take that doing energy right into the relationship, and we'll start bossing about. We'll be like, park here, order this. Why didn't you get this set up yet? I thought you had made reservations. Why didn't you do this? Like, we'll just start taking over. And sometimes there's value in that, but on an overall, we need to learn to relax and lean back and allow this person to take the lead. And so you need that transition time. So you can do a couple different rituals. So sometimes my women, if they're working from home, they'll shut their computer down at a certain time, they'll have a timer go on, and then they'll maybe put music on and start kind of like dancing, moving through the house. It might be putting some incense or candles to burn or a new smell. If she's leaving the office, it's maybe taking off her work shoes or changing her top or putting a scarf on or adding some lipstick if she's heading home or heading to meet up on a date. What you're wanting to do is physically shift out of that energy into being able to be more fun, playful, out of your head, analyzing everything and more in this easygoing space. Within that though, you're still able to communicate what you want. You're still setting your boundaries, but there's this softness to it. There's this flow, this playfulness that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I can see how that could benefit in any of our like realm of our lives. Cause when I was working with my life coach, she, I was always listening to audiobooks on the way home and she's like, well, what kind? I'm like, well, they're like personal growth and like sales and this and that. And, and so it's like the masculine go, go, do, do. She's like, okay, but on your way home, like make sure you listen to something different to get out of that mode because you're going home, you're done your day. So it's put on something more like spirituality based or like calming and relaxing. And I was like, oh, so it's like when I get home from my daughter, I'm, you know, mom, not like bossy Kaylee, do this, do that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. So true. It's a good example because it applies in all areas. Absolutely. And I think as women, we're so used to having to be in charge, right? Uh, Especially if our relationships haven't worked and we're a single mom, or we're used to being in charge of like employees or a team, or just have been single for a long time and have to take care of our house. We're just used to the doing like constantly. And so to allow a man to come in, we're like, I actually don't need him. Like I got this, like I'm good, but he really wants to be able to offer his help. That's the thing about a man. A man wants to be needed. And as women, we don't need men anymore, really. And what we want him to be is our girlfriend. And men are like, well, I'm not really designed to be a girlfriend listening to you talk. Like I can offer that, but that's not his way of natural being. And so it's learning to allow a man to feel needed and to need him, but in a way that allows us to still feel empowered and not feel weak or feel that. And a really high quality man, a mature man knows you're capable of everything. Like he knows you're super capable and that you don't need him, but he appreciates the fact that you allow him to be needed and that he can open the door or lift the groceries out of the car for you or help build your shelves, even though he knows you can do it. Okay. I like that caveat though to everything. So I'm like, no, we're not giving up anything. We're not, no. yeah, we're not giving up our empowerment. We're not giving up our progress because we've made a lot of progress as women. So we're not giving that up. We're just we're yeah incorporating what what works well with them too and at the end of the day it's it's good I mean it's nice to have some help and when we do do go go sometimes we do too much and we try to do it all and at the end of the day we're the ones burning 
And so burning out is so key, right? Because as women, we're actually not designed to be in that masculine energy all the time. Our adrenals aren't designed that we don't have the same high level of testosterone that men do. That's why men can keep going. They have a high level of testosterone. Us women don't. So we hit fatigue, we hit burnout. In order to replenish, we need to relax. We need those naps. We need that bubble bath or we need that quiet walk or we need to make a nice meal and just enjoy it. Like any of those slow paced things is what we actually need to refuel. And so it's not about being weak by any means um, at all. Cause yeah, I think that's the other piece that I find my women are like, I've done so much work. The last thing I want to do is give that up. I don't want to let that go. I've just found myself. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so don't lose it. So yeah. know what you need and how to communicate it. So you are being authentic to yourself and in a relationship so that it works for both of you. Yeah. I love that. What are the other keys? Like you said, when you were kind of doing your own journey and probably with the work you do now, it's, um, it's discovering ourselves, which of course is very important. And then understanding men a bit more. So is there any other sort of things that we need to understand about men that maybe women maybe aren't or typically sure. don't get when we're dating? Yeah. Dating and and, in relationship. Yeah. So men, there's three things that men want. They want to provide, protect, and produce the three P's. So they want to provide for us. They want to be able to take care of us, which nowadays most women don't necessarily need that. They want to produce results. So when we share like, oh, I really like this, or this really makes me feel good. Um, it might be going for a walk. I really feel so good when we're outside in the fresh air. He's like, oh, well, I can make a, we could go for a walk. Like he can produce that result to get fresh air and enjoy the air. Or I really love um, cooking a nice meal and drinking wine. He might be like, oh, okay, well, let's figure out how to, like he'll kind of figure out how to produce that result for us. And then protect, he's going to want to protect us. And sometimes as women that can feel like, but I go to the gym and I'm strong. (laughs) I don't need to be protected, but it's more his natural way. So these are like caveman aspects of a man. They're in their DNA. And so he naturally is going to want to protect us. It's just how they show up. Um, I had a guy once want to walk me home and I was like, no, no, I've got this. And I teach this. And I totally forgot as at this event. And I was like, no, I've got, it's not very far. He's like, no, no, let me drive you home. It's dark out. It's just safe. I want to make sure you get home okay and I was like I'm really good (laughs) I was like totally forgot Nicole he just wants to be nice and I was like okay then you can just drop me off at like the edge of the street and so it's on it's easy on your way home he's like don't be silly I'll just drive you right in front of your place and I was like okay fine and it wasn't until I got home that I was like oh my gosh I was creating so many barriers for this man who just wants to like protect me and provide. And I'm like pushing back, pushing back. Cause I want to prove I can do this. I walked there myself. I do this all the time. I'm good. And all he wants to do is offer a gesture and with no, nothing else attached to it, but just cause that's his manliness and I'm not allowing myself to receive. So feminine energy is like, yes, thank you. That would be lovely. Oh, that's very generous. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's too much. That's too much. Just drop me off at the corner then. Right. Instead of being like great, that he's so excited to want to do this for me because in that moment he was feeling so manly that he could take care of me and make sure that I got home safe like it made him feel good and it wasn't that much big of a deal but I made it a big deal because I was like oh yeah right men do this that's right I know this I forgot (laughs) yeah and that's a great example too for provide because of course historically we think it means that they have to make more money than us and things like that and that's not always the case now and it's all okay but it's like then yeah acknowledging that providing can doesn't have to be monetarily based correct like actions too 
Absolutely. And it's us women allowing them to do that and, and feeling grateful for it, but not that we feel we can't have it because now he's going to think I'm weak or I'm incapable or I can't handle it, or that I owe him something now. Like if a man does that now, I need, I owe him, I owe my phone number, a kiss, a drink, sex, whatever we create in our mind isn't necessarily true. true. Yeah. Don't not true. Anything. No, exactly. Right. Take that yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things you teach on is the nine saboteurs. Can yeah. we talk about those? Yeah. They're the love saboteurs. So these are the elements that we all have some element of us and we can identify what they are and they show up in our love life. So the nine of them are like victim, restless, hyperachiever, hyperrational, controller, avoider, pleaser, and hypervigilant and stickler. I think I got them all. And we'll have like a few of them, but they tend to have like a top two that tend to be us. Plus we have the judge. And what shows up is when they get triggered or we get emotionally activated, something sets us off. That tends to be what shows up is the saboteurs. And once you start identifying them, then you can start changing the pattern, your neurological pathway. So you're not responding to it. So for example, um, I'm a huge pleaser, right? And so I will, as I say before, sometimes I will make sure my partner is really comfortable or his needs are met. Like he doesn't want to go for a walk, but I did. And now he doesn't want to. So I'll make sure that he's then comfortable. We're watching the movie that he wants instead of me being what I want. I'm pleasing him, right? So I'm starting to identify, oh, wait a minute. Like that's me trying to people please him. I I can speak up. I can, we can find somewhere in the middle. I don't have to give up everything in order for him to be happy. Yeah. Or if they're like, um, like a hyperachiever, you might find yourself always doing, trying to prove, always doing more for him. And so when you start identifying these love saboteurs, then you're able to start shifting and recognizing why we're doing what we're doing or why we're emotionally triggered and how to shift out of that and feel our power and access this higher sense of self so that we have other options. And so it's like, goes back to those boundaries, communicating, but the key is identifying what's going on in that moment. Like, what am I feeling back to the very beginning of the conversation? What am I feeling? But when you're feeling it, you can be like, oh, those are probably one of my saboteurs that's being hijacked right now. That's probably why I'm feeling this or why I'm feeling this energy. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. It's kind of, so when we, we go there, when it's like, yeah, like maybe high stress or you're struggling with something, that's where you're, you're going to go to that behavior. Then it sounds like. Yeah. And so like a controller, if you're, if you're a saboteur as a controller, you might always want to know what's happening. Like we talked about, right. Some people have a, a greater need to know what's going on. So they want to control their partner. They want to control the date because that makes them feel safe. So some people it might be at a 10, someone at a controller is probably at a level 10. Like they want all control where some people might be at a two or three, they're easygoing, but that's their saboteur. So they may be constantly checking in, making sure it's, he's going to follow through. Maybe they'll just plan the date, make the reservations instead because they are like I just want to control I just want to make sure it's going to happen I don't trust that he'll take care of it right or if you're an avoider you might find yourself like avoiding difficult conversations you may be like putting it off like it's not that big of a deal I'll wait till tomorrow I'll see how it feels you know maybe I just misread it so she's like avoiding those difficult moments she'd rather just ignore it and hope things will work itself out yes okay yeah Mm -hmm. And so you said um, t- they can take like a quiz to find out which one mm. they are. 
Yeah, okay. you can totally do that. I'll, I'll put the link in and you can uncover what is your love, love saboteur. And then there's like a little series that you can figure out a little bit more and how it shows up in your dating and your relationship and how to what the premise is, is how do you shift out of that, right? Like yes. now you identified it. Great. Now what? And it's like, okay, so this is how I tend to show up when I'm stressed or emotionally triggered or something's off. Well, what do I do in that moment? How do I start shifting out of that? So I don't feel caught in a pattern or a vicious mental loop. How do I get out of that? And that's the piece that kind of teaches you forward. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I want to take a look at that. That sounds fun. <laughs> curious. Um, yeah, I'm very curious, but uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes for everyone to take the test and figure out which one they are. Cause you're right. It's first that awareness. So having the awareness, then you know, when it's coming up and you can take that pause and mm-hmm. just that is going to be helpful rather than just rushing to that, that typical behavior you're, yeah. you know, would have done. It's like, oh, that's what this is. Okay. What needs to happen here? Yeah. And I think the more we understand some of this or learn about ourselves, I think it keeps coming back to feeling more powered, like empowered or feeling more confident in ourselves than just kind of always responding and being disappointed or upset with ourselves or, or hurt. It's like, oh, I've got more power in this. I understand myself a bit better or what I need. Yeah. Yeah. What about like, I know the empowerment piece and like self-love and that's such a big piece. And I mean, we could like go on that topic for forever talking about, but what about like just, um, women? Um, I think it's like, like that trusting our intuition sometimes can feel really challenging when we're, when we're in a relationship or dating. Um, sometimes it feels hard to connect with it or, or, you know, what, is it our intuition or is it our overthinking or which is which and things like that. So what would you suggest for women that might be experiencing that? Yeah, so good. So that would definitely go back to your saboteurs, your love saboteurs, because you'll be able to start noticing, oh, that's probably my controller. Like you're starting to identify the feelings, right? Because what's happening is when we feel that gut reaction or that uncertainty, we typically will override it with our mind by a variety of ways, right? We'll make excuses for it. We might prove that's not true. We might seek out more information, like whatever it is, we have this mental response that we're going to, which tends to be a saboteur, rather than listening to that and being like, oh, what's that telling me? What do I need to sit with? What do I need to stay curious with it, right? And I think we're so quick to override it that we miss that moment. Yeah. Okay. The other times a lot will be is we won't trust ourselves because we might have trust ourselves in the past and it didn't work out or we got hurt. And so now we're like, well, I, I thought I did the right thing or I thought it was right. And look where I ended up heartbroken or in a relationship that I'm not really feeling satisfied in or feeling like there's no great men out there now. So I think sometimes we use our past experiences and we don't trust it because we thought we had and now look at us, the situation we're in now. So the key is, is having some like self-forgiveness, some self-love around this to not create the story anymore. We have a lot of stories and beliefs around what we think is possible or what we think we should have done or shouldn't have done. And so then it causes them knowing what to do in the moment really hard to access because we have all this story around it. So when you start feeling back that story and kind of getting clear on like, what am I feeling? I don't understand what I'm feeling. It makes makes me confused. I'm feeling a little off. My stomach's tight. I'm feeling a little uncertainty. I'm not sure if he's really saying what he is and just staying with that and being curious rather than going into some kind of reaction right away. Okay. So it's just allowing us to feel it for a moment, journal it, notice it, and then it'll start getting more stronger the more we start noticing it first and then trusting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just giving it time and attention, awareness. Like it sounds like, yeah, like we do need to pay more attention 
mm-hmm. and give more attention to ourselves and our feelings in relationships. Like we said, we don't maybe yeah. take enough time with it or to think about it or to write down what we want. And that's like yeah. a key. I think that's coming out here is like, we have to invest time and energy into this as well and in ourselves. Yeah. And um, this is the biggest piece. Yeah. Like you're saying that's, I, I think the biggest word I want to leave with you ladies is stay curious, stay curious with yourself, stay curious with him. Don't assume we know, don't assume we know ourselves that well. Don't assume we know him and what he meant. Like the opportunity to stay curious and be more like, Oh, I wonder what he meant by that. Oh, I wonder what he was referencing. Or I wonder why he did that. I wonder what his intention was behind that. Instead of like, Oh, he's a jerk. He probably didn't even care or he had his own agenda or even ourselves, like, oh, I must respond this way. Be, instead, it's like, huh, I wonder why I did that. I wonder what I was feeling in that moment. Oh, that's so interesting. I must have needed more time or I was nervous or I was feeling a bit anxious. And that's why I did that. Like, the more curious we give, the more space we have to understand ourselves and that person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that going within piece too, before we go outward. <laughs> before yeah. <right>. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Is there any kind of quick tips? Um, I guess kind of the way of the land right now when it comes to dating is probably online dating, I think. Like that's kind of the the easy method right now. And probably with, you know, what we're dealing with with COVID and everything, it's probably more so that that's what people are using to meet people. So any quick tips for online dating for listeners? Sure, there's so much, but the, the key around it, I think is noticing if you need to push pause. Sounds really odd, but sometimes when we go online, we go in with a lot of a gusto and then we start to burn out and we get online dating burnout because we're on our computer so much already if we're at home on Zooming and doing meetings, but then to go online, if we're doing too much of it and not taking some breaks, taking a week off, unplugging, put your profile on hidden, we'll eventually get burnout and we'll get frustrated. And then we'll like, forget, I don't want to do this. And it'll be months before we go back on, as opposed to knowing that you might need every three or four weeks a break <laughs> and just unplug. So number one is knowing if you're starting to have burnout, dating burnout online. Two, you want to really check in and be like, what's my energy going in? Like you said, I'm doing dumpster diving. Ask yourself, what's the intention you're going in with? Because if you're going in with like, there's no good men on here, such a waste. Oh my God, look at this. We will find more of that and we will be more and more disappointed and it'll affirm what we believe. So number two is you really got to get clear on your intention and your energy when you're going in. Are you going excited? Are you going in with curiosity? Are you going in to be like, oh, this is kind of fun. Or like, oh, I have to do this or I'm going to be single forever. Like, what's our energy? Number three, you want to think about like, what are you looking for, right? So get really clear with yourself. What are some of your top five values that you're looking for in a partnership? Or even what do you want? Do you want a partnership? Do you want something casual? Do you want friends with benefits? Like get really clear on that. That is intentional, right? So that your intention of what you're seeking, you're really clear on that. Yeah, so your values, but also just the type of relationship you want. And then probably number four would be about like, having fun with it that sounds like uh cliche but the idea is is like this is just an opportunity to meet men as opposed to I have to find the one or I have to find my next relationship because when we have so much pressure we go in with such high expectations and we're so easily disappointed we're slipping by all these profiles and like oh my gosh there's no one I'm going to meet or oh my god that date fell flat or I'm so tired of the texting it's not going anywhere so allowing the pressure to go off just be like I'm going to meet some really great men and who knows what might happen like this could really work out who knows 
Um, and then probably number five, oh, there's so many, but the other last one I would probably say is the idea around, um, oh, like conversation starters, right? Like the idea of like how to get a conversation started, what you're doing. You wanna get offline as quickly as you can now because when we're getting to know someone, we will assume more than we think. And because of the pandemic or COVID, depending where you live in the world, what kind of restrictions you have, get on a video call, get on a phone chat if you're uncomfortable with video, because if you're, the more you're communicating through text, the more things get missed, the more things are hard to develop. Um, it's harder to create any kind of connection with someone. So highly recommend getting off sooner than later, within a week, really. Um, Cause you don't want to invest too much with someone that you're not even that sure of. Um, so that kind of helps that piece, but there's so many tips. That I, I love those. Those are so good. Like I would have never thought of that. Even the fatigue, you're right. Like if it's not, because then it's not fun anymore and it is like a, a chore or a drag. So just taking that break, otherwise, exactly like you said, you're, you're going to find yourself just getting rid of it and it'll be like five months later and you'll be like, man, maybe then I'll jump back on. But if you and give yourself the break, Totally. The other thing I want to add to is sometimes I find women that are bored, right? We're, we're bored and we want some validation that we're still pretty, that we're still likable. So we'll go online looking unintentionally for validation. And then we're so disappointed because we're like, oh my God, there's no one on here. Or I sent three messages and nothing came back. But it's because our intention was to get that validation because we're bored. We're looking for something to do as opposed to like get clear, I guess is the biggest piece, right? Because otherwise we will be disappointed if we're not being honest with ourselves. Yeah. That intention. And when you're finding yourself kind of losing track of that, like I know it's even with my writing, I'm working on writing a book mm -hmm. and it's a big project. And when I find myself going like, oh, this is too much, too big. When I go back to like sort of my sort of mission statement or why I'm writing it, I get like that re-energized mm -hmm. and I'm ready to go again. So I yeah. can see if we kind of have our intentions and maybe go back to them every yeah. so often, if you're starting to feel a little bit like, oh, um, or questioning if it's working go back to that and then it's like okay this is what I'm doing and why yeah, I love that yeah and the intention could be like I just want to meet really great guys or I want to understand men better or I'm looking to find someone where I'm compatible and it's going to take time to get to know different men to see who's going to be compatible instead of like assuming that first guy is it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this. I could talk about this stuff all day with you, but we'll, we'll wrap it up to be mindful of time. So thank you so much, Nicole. And for um, listeners, what is the best way for them to reach out and uh, get a hold of you? Yeah. If any of you are curious, if I said anything, you want to know more, like feel free to book a let's talk call, like let's talk love call. Um, jump on. I'll answer more questions. I love talking about this. As you can tell, it could go on forever, um, but you get some insights in that. So anything under Nicole talks, love, you'll find me. So okay, perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will catch you next time. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.